News. Back again for another pod. TFON pod. Back, man. Sorry that we were off last week while I was on vacation. But um, props to my interns, Neil Meyer, Justin Summers. Um, they held it down at the UC Miami of Ohio game. We'll get into that first. The Bearcats dominate 49 to 14, beating their rivals, Miami of Ohio, for the 15th straight time, winning their 21st game, I want to say, at Nippert Stadium in a row at home. So, this rivalry is really not a rivalry anymore. Um, if you listened to Mo Egger um, earlier this week, I sentiment the same thoughts. The game is under contract until 2029. Honestly, I would not be mad that this game goes away. And for more than one reason, I mean, honestly, if they have, you know, the, you know, we'll get into the Big 12 situation in a second. But if you only have four to three non-conference games, um, unless you're going to play um, somebody that is of a less of caliber in Miami, Ohio, then maybe you um, maybe you keep it. But more so than not, I think you get rid of it because the game, the game has no luster. Like I feel like maybe seven years ago it might have had a little bit, but now you you have this game which is supposed to be a rivalry, and it's not. Nobody in national media is talking about it. The game is on ESPN three, so if you have a rivalry game that's on ESPN three. The rivalry is dead. It's just a game of people that were within 40 miles of each other playing. And that just shows how good UC has gotten themselves in the last 20 years. Because just think about it. You know, 2000, 2001, you know, when Miami, Ohio had Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, they were coming in here with good games. But Miami was a, either probably the better team or the better program for a little bit, you know, maybe five or six years. But since, you know, D'Antonio, you know, was the first one to come. I mean, honestly, I'm going to give props to my guy before. D'Antonio, he turned down, he turned the program around. And I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry because, you know, it's going to show my age. But I actually went to school when he was there. Mentor, Rick Mentor. He helped turn the program around and start start the process. So to see where the Bearcats are, are at right now with Luke Fickle, um, they dominated and I want to give props to Desmond Ritter and the whole team, honestly. But Desmond Ritter, man, he, he hit the game. Second play of the game, he's an 81-yard bomb. Probably went, what, 50, 55 yards in the air. And Tyler Scott did the rest. But at the same time, you know, he worked on this deep ball. And to be able to display it that fast in the season just shows what, if you went to practices or have heard people talk about Desmond Ritter, you understand why everybody's so giddy and excited for how good he's going to play, possibly play this year. So, it just shows this is a big testament to to see that, but this is not a rivalry, man. They they have to can this game as soon as possible because it, it just brings no 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 cachet, no nothing, man. You know some some rivalries can be on a down downward slope, but with uh, teams that are moving programs that are moving in the opposite directions, you can see the big gap, you know. You know, 10, 15 years ago, Miami of Ohio would have similar caliber players. And it's probably, it's a couple of young men on there that probably could definitely um, be on a UC team. 
but it's not like it used to be where they might have had half of the team that could have been in UC or better. But now it may be three to five kids that might have got away that might have been like, hey, they probably can play and develop to that type of talent. But um, when you got to, I'm coming back, I know I'm rambling, but if you have a rivalry game on ESPN3, it's not a rivalry. You'll never see a crosstown shootout on ESPN3 because it's just, it's, it's bigger than that. Like both teams or programs are moving in the right direction as much as I do not like Xavier because of my fandom in covering, you know, not even being a media person, take away the media part aspect out of it. I do not like Xavier. So you take that part out of it. They're still a hell of a program. I mean, right now they're on a down, downward slope. I mean, right now, but I still think still is recruiting pretty well. He's just not getting the wins that he's, he needs. But at the end of the day, the last 20 years, Xavier's been on a rise. You see, stay steady. And with the new news um, that hopefully the Bearcats tomorrow, when, and this will come out tomorrow, the Bearcats will get their official invite to the Big 12. So we're going to go ahead and cross on over to that, and then we'll double back to football in a little bit. But this is huge. Um, everybody knows the Bearcats were on the short end of the stick when um, the, the, big, the Big East didn't sign their deal, and multiple teams um, dipped for greener pastures. But the Bearcats, you know, they got the short end of the stick because, you know, let's see who all laughed. West Virginia went to the Big 12. Um, I feel like Boise State and TCU are supposed to come to the Big East. That's what that was the the word on it around the campfire, and that didn't happen. And uh, what else? And then who else got a uh, Pitt went to the um, ACC. Who else went? Pitt went to the ACC. Someone else went to the ACC. Syracuse went to the ACC. So like they were just left with the bag. So they um, the Big East said, "Hey, let's just go ahead." Make it an all basketball conference, kicked all the football team, football programs out. When UC was in the AAC, you know, they, they helped, you know, build that conference up and make it respectable, along with UCF, Houston, and Memphis. Uh, they made it respectable, did what they could. You know, they definitely were the best G5 conference, and they could play with a lot of the P5 schools for sure. But, um, the revenue you just gotta think about it man you're making seven million dollars a year which is nothing to sneeze at but at the same time when you're used to being in a bigger conference and you just get the rug tucked from under you it hurts a lot but the positive is the bearcats got a renovated stadium during this situation they got a re renovated uh, arena so that those were both huge to their own campus right next to each other and while they're holding a bag per se it worked out because tomorrow the Big 12 is supposed to take down UCF, BYU, and Houston to the Big 12. It'll be 12 to 14 teams. Essentially, it'll only be 12 because Houston and Oklahoma, I mean, Houston, Texas and Oklahoma will be out before 2025. Honestly, I think when you see and them come in, Texas and Oklahoma will be out because they have money. They got money to blow. They're going to give them more than 80 million to get out. And that's just how it's going to be. Um, that's just the law, the land of the law. Um, the Bearcats will have a 20, 27 month, you know, waiting time, but they're going to buy themselves out because they'll be able to write the check because they know the money's coming. Now they'll be writing it on a, you know, on kind of like a blank. 
<laughs> a blank check because they don't have the money. But at the same time, they know the money's coming. So, but just as a Bearcat fan, like, you know, Bearcat fans, person that covers this team on a consistent basis is huge because just think about it. The, even without Texas and Oklahoma, the remaining eight, you got Baylor, Texas Tech. You have Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State. Um, did I say Baylor already? I think I did. Baylor, TCU. And I might be leaving somebody else out, and I'm sorry, but I'm just going off the top of my head. How excited are fans going to be, especially on the football side of, you know, to Kansas, maybe not so much. But the other games, people are going to get up. Even in Kansas, at first, will get you a little bit more excited than maybe even, you know, a Tulsa. I mean, just think about it. Because they have more more resources, uh, more national media. So it's going to be more, more, it's going to be fun, you know, just to meet these other people, see how they dog us, we dog them, just to get that in. But uh, the other side, which is not, football is the king, and I always tell people that. If your football program is solid, you will have a chance. And you see Struck at the right time, man. Fickle stayed and now we're reaping the benefits of this. Um, it's not all him because it's everybody that came before him has laid the groundwork. But this guy staying longer than three years is definitely coming in to fruition for the Bearcats in this program. So I think as soon as they play their first game and big you know, as a big as a big twelve member, they might as well just go ahead and make a fickle statue. That's just on me. But, uh, dang, I started rambling and I almost forgot. Okay, but now, bringing it back to where I was getting at, the Big 12, you thinking about football. Football is the king, but basketball, that conference in basketball, man, imagine going to fifth third, you playing Kansas, you go to Oklahoma State, Iowa State. You know, and you Bearcats have played Iowa State in the last five years, I want to say. Um, home and home, but just think about that. Um, Baylor, you know, teams like that, just just coming in for to the basketball arena, is gonna bring more. I mean, don't get me wrong, the AAC had a few solid teams. Think about Memphis. Think about um, Houston. Those are the two that um, off the top of my head. UCF really wasn't too good. They had a few years where they were solid, but nothing special. But just think about you know Texas Tech. Will be coming in here. I feel like they, when did they go to the finals to the um, championship like a couple years ago? So there's just so many quality teams. Kansas State is always going to be good. Kansas is come on, man. That, that that history of that of that program is ridiculous. So just for them to be able to come to fifth third on a consistent basis, man, it's about to be beautiful. It's going to make revenue go up. It's going to help the media. It's just going to make it just. It makes everything that this program has done make it worth it. And they're going to go from making $7 million a year to a tier probably between 20 to $25 million for a couple of years. And they'll probably go up in on the next deal. But uh, it's just they're in a good spot, man. Great spot. Tomorrow it's going to be historic. Um, people working in the office are probably going to cry. Um, fans probably will cry. I mean, it's just going to be they're in a good spot, you know. So uh, I'm excited to be a part of it, even though I might be a small part of it. But it's just amazing that I won't have to have useless AAC knowledge. And that's no slight on the AAC, but, you know, knowing about Tulane or knowing about Army, or is it Navy? No, Navy. I mean, 
who really, I mean, at the end of the day, who cares? So it's like now I can actually bite my teeth into knowing who Oklahoma State has or um, who Kansas is recruiting for basketball. Like, how dope is that? You know, just for the fan base and just for the people that cover the team. Is I mean, it's going to be a great recruiting edge and advantage for this for these staffs. Everybody, look how good Fickle's recruiting right now, and he was in the AAC. Just think about um, him having a Big 12 emblem on his shirt when he goes into somebody's house, or he zooms them, FaceTimes them, whatever. And then you got to think about, you know, Wes Miller. He freaking got the team together within like two weeks. Imagine he goes into somebody's house or has somebody come over, and then he got, hey, you got the Big 12 emblem. He said, you're going to play Kansas on Tuesday night. You're going to play Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Baylor. You know what I'm saying? You, that's a heavy, heavy cap, you know, the ace in the hole. And for them to do as good they're doing without that, it just knows that you know that it's going to get even better. So I can't wait. I'm excited about it. It's going to be crazy. Uh, it, it's going it's to be a glorious day once it happens tomorrow. So um, even if it's after that, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen tomorrow. They have a board of trustees meeting um at 9 30 so with that being said there's no reason they're having that that meeting without that um that guarantee that they're about to be in the big 12 so i'm excited about that guy so i've definitely been reporting on it so when that happens i'll be reporting on that too so just make sure you guys check out the front office news on that man we're gonna keep that keep that big 12 news jumping keep that you see it news jumping and then we're going to jump into um on my last part of the pod, um, shout out to the, the women's. They got um, a new assistant head coach. I mean, Maya, is it Maya Wynn? Um, they announced that today. So that's up on the site, but I just want to let everybody know that. Um, I'm excited for the, the women's team, man. They, they had a lot of turnover, but they got a lot of quality young women in, in the program that stayed in. They have a lot of quality that they brung in. So I think they're going to be a lot better than last year especially with it not being as crazy, knock on wood, on the COVID side of things. So um, I look for them to have a, a good improvement, good improved year. I think they're going to shock a few teams, and we'll, we'll keep up on that. Um, want to just uh, hit the volleyball side of things real quick. Uh, my man Neil Myers done a heck of a job. The women's team, they want to say they, they won. They, they beat Notre Dame this over the weekend. They won two or three, I want to say, of like two real tough opponents three tough opponents but uh had a heck of a weekend so make sure you shout um check that out i know anil he dropped a nice little article you know kind of giving a recap of all of those games um for the ladies so check it out because they, they they definitely been holding it down soccer's been doing pretty solid as well my soccer knowledge sucks so i am not going to say anything about that but i know they um they've been doing pretty well um playing for three but um um, then now we'll, we'll go back into the football, man, because, you know, this weekend, they'll have another game on ESPN3. I understand it's Murray State. It just sucks that, dang, their first three two games are on ESPN3. But um, they can't overlook, you know, Murray State. I hope this is a game that a lot of the twos and threes get to play. And um, they get live reps because that's half the battle, man. You, you got two tough, no, three tough games in a row. I want to say they play Indiana, have a bye play Notre Dame both on the road and then they come back home and play UCF so you got three tough games within a month so they got to get as many hopefully people can stay healthy 
and then uh, they can get through and get some live reps because you never know. Somebody might have to play. Injuries happen. It's part of the game. So, but I'm just super excited, man. Two, it could possibly be 2-0. Go to Indiana. Hopefully, Indi- I don't know if Indiana plays this week, but we need them to win. And then we can just hopefully go up to Indiana, smoke them, come home, rest, go up to uh, Notre Dame, handle business. Um, I watched that game against uh, Florida State. It was crazy that Mackenzie Milton came in there on most save the day, but um, Marcus Freeman at times his his defense looked very similar to UC's. Um, he gave a few big plays, but it's to be expected when you're playing top comp. Um, but uh, the I don't know, man. I know Cone had a pretty good game, but I really I'm gonna go on record just to be like, man, I don't think he can beat us. Like I don't think he can beat the Bearcats. I don't say us, the Bearcats. But uh, I think the secondary will step up to the challenge against him. It'll just be on, does Marcus Freeman have enough um, aces in a hole to be able to control the Bearcats' offense? Because I think unless they run down the Bearcats' throat, I don't think Cone can beat them. The tight end might be able to make a few plays. I'll give them that. The receivers are solid. I'm not saying they're, they have whack receivers. I just don't think Cone's going to consistently be able to beat them if they do what they do. Um, but we'll see, man. Uh, make sure you guys check. I'm going to make this one shorter. Um, I'm going to say shout out to my man, Danny Danny Sellers. He couldn't get, get on this pod today. Um, he's down there helping in the, uh, the hurricane relief down in New Orleans. So um, he's in Louisiana. Sorry, in Louisiana. I think he's in Lafayette right now. And I think he'll be in New Orleans maybe tomorrow for like a week or so. So um, he's like, um, you know, on the ground, putting in work, helping people get back to normal. So, uh Shout out to him. I know we're going to definitely have him on, you know, this year or some more. So uh, make sure you guys check out the front office news on Instagram. Make sure you hit the site up. And then also like the pod, man. If you got questions or anything, any guests you want us to have on there, make sure you let us know. We'll do what we can to try to get them on. And hit us up, man. Like, subscribe. Um, give us a rating. And I'm JT Smith.